Hello, I'm John Chambers, and I want to welcome everybody to Chambers Talks. This is our 29th discussion with key uh, leaders around the world, and it's going to be one of them that I enjoy probably the most out of all the sessions we've done. The reason because of that is my guest, Philippe Al. Uh, he's one of the top business leaders in the world. Uh, he's with La Post. He's been uh, there as CEO since 2013, but he has a very strong background in finance and a very strong background uh, in terms of innovation and changes. He's a great friend, and I think he can give us a feeling today for what we're seeing both in Europe, uh, in France, the uniquenesses that are occurring there, and how La Post, while we might think of the organization like the U.S. Postal Service or other postal services around the world, even though it's been there for hundreds of years, it is reinventing itself at a tremendous pace. And I think it's a model for a digital future, which we'll delve into today. Uh, Philippe is wicked smart. Uh, he's got a bunch of degrees, uh, master, research master's degree in monetary and financial economics from University of Paris. Uh, he's a graduate of the Science Po Paris in uh, French National School of Administration, ENA, which is the top political school in uh, France, and one of them that candy many of the presidents have graduated from uh, as well. Maybe what you might do in your next chapter uh, in terms of No, no, uh, I will not do politics. that. No, no, I will not do that. <laughs> but from my perspective, uh, he's one of the most sophisticated, articulate CEOs in the world. He also understands technology, and he's able to balance this big company that has to reinvent itself with a very strong culture and yet say how do they disrupt themselves and prepare for the future. Uh, his communication skills, as you will see, are amazing. He's a great listener. He's a great business partner. And he's been a very good friend for mine for a very, very long time. So, Philippe, I want to thank you for joining us today. It means a great deal to me. Thank you, John. It's a great honor uh, for me, and you have been uh, too kind for me. However, I, I am welcoming this discussion between us, and uh, your entrepreneurship spirit has also inspired me, and that's why also we are a very good friend. And thank you again for welcoming me in, uh, in this discussion. Well, I want to thank you. And I'm going to start with a broad question, if I may. Uh, I think many people don't realize how Europe has changed over the last five years, but especially France. France has become, in my opinion, the innovation gateway for Europe. You saw that with Viva Tech here a couple of weeks ago, where it has become the largest technology conference in the world, uh, passing CES in the U.S., et cetera. The number of unicorns in France uh, increasing at a faster pace than any other uh, countries in Europe and one of the top growth areas in the world from a country that perhaps seven or eight years ago would have been not a country to invest in uh, in terms of startups, and yet it is changing. Can you kind of paint the big picture for us, the changes that are occurring in France, what you see in Europe, and then we'll come to talk specific about your background and La Poste and the changes going on there? Yes, yes, thank you for this question, John. Firstly, I think that it is coming from the vision of our new president, uh, Emmanuel Macron, uh, whom for technology was so important, sovereignty was so important, and digital world was something key to be prepared on. And uh, he decided uh, to create large uh, attractivity uh, event. He organized Choose France, which is uh, an event in Versailles 
to welcome all the businessmen in the world to choose friends. He organized a tech for good event to show that technology could help people and countries to solve their issues and problems of the future. And he has also uh, be always a strong supporter of VivaTech, who, like you explained it, is now a very important uh, event for technology in the world. That is why I think today we have a very strong uh, partnership between professional VC and startups. That is why we have a technology industrial uh, university. And that is why we, as a very old uh, company, group of companies, uh, were able to disrupt ourselves in choosing digital businesses and uh, technology. So really, for now seven years, we are clearly in a move to create startups, to take the technology wave, and to be able to be prepared for the future. You know, what's fascinating for the listeners uh, is having watched this transition over 40 years in France and in Europe is how fast the last seven years have changed in a very positive way to the benefit of startups and job creation, large companies and small companies working together. And that's a perfect transition. La Poste has been, in my opinion, the model for the world in key government areas that also interfaces to other large companies, but interfaces to startups, uh, changes innovation, et cetera. Uh, bring me, if you will, bring our listeners up to speed with the transition that you've helped usher in over the last decade and how that has occurred and kind of educate us a little bit about La Post because for those of us in the U.S. or halfway around the world in India or Australia, they may have a, a different view of what La Post is versus what I see as one of the key innovation engines for the future and reinvention. Yes, uh Firstly, we are a very old company, very, very old company. I don't ask you how old we are, but we were created by a king of France in 1477, wow. which does mean that as an institution, we are in our sixth century. Uh, it does mean that we have at the beginning distributed uh, letters, messages for the King of France. After that, we did it for cities. Uh, from the 18th centuries, we distributed that for retail customers. And we were becoming a very powerful letter and traditional main monopoly like US Postal Services. And this all very old company, in fact, the oldest company in France has been confronted since 2008 uh, with a, a really, really, really terrible shock, uh, which is the decrease, the dramatic decrease in traditional mail. Just to give you two big figures, in 1990, 70% of our activities, 70% of our turnover was made of letters. And today, this percentage is only 16%. What did happen? What did happen is very clear, digital revolution. People uh, were leaving 
letters, traditional mail, and were choosing massively SMS, emails, digital communication, and so on and so on. And that is not only a change, that is not only a decrease, it's a big revolution for us. Just to give you some insight of that, in 2008, during this year of 2008, the postman in France uh, distributed 18.18 billion of letters. This year, 15 years after, it is 6 billion of letters. And today, for instance, in Italy, uh, Italian postmen are only distributing 2 billion of letters, which is giving you the view of the importance of the size of the external shock to our company. We were losing what was our first job, which is distributing letters everywhere in, in the French in the French territories. So this uh, big disruption was obviously more than a threat. It could have been a little threat. It could have been a little threat. And that is why we decided to try to disrupt ourselves. And in 2013, uh, we worked on a new strategic plan to prepare this self-disruption. And uh, we decided not to wait for a total uh, uh, eclipse of the traditional mail. And we decided to give priority to development. And as the traditional letter is fading away, we decided to lead a diversification process of our portfolio. We decided to put a lot of investment on parcels and packets to take profit from the growth of e-commerce. We decided to use the trust that all the French people have in La Poste to develop a banking activity and a life insurance activity. We decided to invest massively on what we call human proximity services, and I will elaborate on it. And the last but not the least, we decided to diversify ourselves in digital services. And that is bringing us from a stake of 70% of our activity in traditional letters to 16% today. And this transformation is a clear success, and it is the only way we have found to self-disrupt La Poste and to give to our 250,000 employees a future. So we have a staff of 250,000 employees in France and abroad. We have a turnover of 35 billion euro, which is good. So this diversification is objectively a clear success. You know, what's exciting when you look, and this is for the listeners, about uh, currency of a leader in an organization, uh, it is all about the track record. It's all about the relationships that people form with other leaders, but with their employees, with the market, the French citizens and global citizens. And it's all about trust. 
And so one of my key takeaways here is the way LaPost disrupted themselves and had the courage to change. It's been a, an example, not just for traditional companies around the world to learn from, but also for startups that must reinvent itself, ourselves at a faster and faster pace, especially uh, with AI. How, Philippe, did you strike the balance between centuries-old culture with very positive image, uh, et cetera, and the changes that needed to be made? And how did you communicate that to the employees and to the market? Because you seem to have done it seamlessly, and I'm sure behind the scenes, you were running really hard. But the transition over the last decade has been remarkably smooth. What were some of the things you did uh, that were very positive and so you in a positive surprise. And what were the biggest challenges on transitioning this culture to a new future in a way that maintained the foundation of what made La Poste so unique? I think that our first step, John, was to speak very frankly about the reality. In fact, there is one sentence that I am uh, using every day. And with you, I have still used it. And it is, in 2008, we were distributing 18 billion letters. In 2023, we are distributing a third of it, only 6 billion. So that is describing the reality. I am starting from the reality. There is no escape from reality. So every day, with the postmen, with all my employees, with the unions, we have several unions here in France, with the government, I am starting with the reality, which is a huge attrition of our core business, which is bringing me to a very simple conclusion, John. We have to change everything. The reality is pushing us to change everything and to set up a new future for La Poste. But the first step was describing the reality every day. The second step is about the vision. The vision is that people in France are trusting La Poste and the postman. They are maybe our company and our people the most trusted institution and people in this country. Because we are with everybody, everywhere and every day in France, aside everybody. We are visiting young students. We are visiting uh, old ladies in the mountain. We are everywhere. So we have a fantastic asset, which is the trust of millions and millions of people. That is the asset reality asset. And what is the vision? The vision is that if we are self-disrupting, we are able to promote a new vision of La Poste, which is you are leaving aside letters, but you need trust and we will give you trust. We will give you trust on the digital side with new digital services. We are giving you trust on the banking and insurance side in promoting specific products for uh, retail consumers, customers. We are uh, also uh, providing trust uh, to follow the e-commerce wave in France and in the world. And uh, 
we did it. And today it's a success. More than 50% of our turnover is about parcels, packets, and e-commerce. So we became a huge player uh, in, in this business in France, in Europe. We also have created something, uh, a, a partnership in India. We are creating a partnership uh, in Southeast Asia. We have taken majority stake in Brazil. So we have exported this e-commerce parcel business in a large part of the world today. So you changed dramatically your key products down to your primary product now just being 16%. You moved yes. into other areas. Your brand, you used your currency in terms of a track record, uh, uh, relationships with the, the citizens and trust that they had to transform as well. And then you went global uh, at the same time. Where did digital play in this? Can you expand us how you're using digital capabilities, your interface to startups, internal innovation, et cetera, uh, for being able to make this transition? And how did you go about thinking what your digital strategy should be for innovation? Because I was fascinated at the dinner we had uh, here a couple of weeks ago at how you even approach this. And it's something that startups can learn from, but big companies can learn from on a global basis. Can you share that with our listeners? Yes, uh, our approach on digital is uh, hybrid. Uh, what does I mean with hybrid? Firstly, digital is for us a new business. We think that millions of millions of clients will need or are needing today new digital services. A personal digital locker, digital uh, undersigning, digital... Uh, um, uh, methods. We are we are selling digital products, so it is becoming a business. And just to give you an insight of that, uh, when we decided to accelerate our digital transformation, our digital business was was about three hundred million euro in two thousand thirteen. This year, we could be very close one billion euro of turnover, and it is a profitable one. So digitally is, digital is clearly for us a frontier, a new business, a way of growth for us. And it is a success. That is the first point. The second point, the second dimension is a cultural one. Digital is also very important for the education of our 250,000 people. It is very important to accelerate the education process, very important to modernize the company. And that is why we have also tried to work with startups. And I will give you two examples, very okay. simple example. First point, in 2014, uh, we decided to invite 10 startups in Las Vegas CES. And we decided to invite 10 postmen, postmen from France in Las Vegas. It was their first time in the US. And in the CES uh, event, we were there showing to everybody 10 of our postmen and postwomen and 10 startups. And we paid everything for them, showing them not only our digital business, but also their digital business, the business of those young entrepreneurs and their startups. 
We did it in Las Vegas and it was a big success. We did exactly the same in VivaTech. And when uh, we were very honored to welcome you and uh, Hélène in uh, VivaTech, it was to show you that half of the digital experience were made by our teams and half was made by invited startups, partner startups. So we are always working with them. We are also organized a competition to be the best startup of, uh, of the year. And so we are really developing the links, the relationship between the startups environment and ourselves. And from, from time to time, we are investing money in it. And from time to time, we are buying them. So, so that is a exciting? very active relationship. What's exciting, if people are listening uh, to what you just said, you said it so humbly, but bottom line is you saw transitions occurring, not just in France and Europe, but around the world. You understood the technology transitions and the effect they would have on your core business and on your, your society and people. You went to the leadership groups uh, that were at that time leading CES, Consumer Electronics Show in the US. You bought French startups to see what it was like. And by the way, I went to that session as well. And uh, I think it was the year after that, that you and uh, at that time, Minister Macron as Minister of the Economy came to my house and you talked about changes that were occurring you then put that in play in La Poste. You put it in play in France. Uh, you know, Macron became the president of France. And the VivaTech became the top innovation show in the world in seven years. So this is about speed of change. Speed of change is so important. You also use examples like you have, the, I think, one of the largest electronic car fleets uh, and truck fleets in the world. Uh, but you are moving on AI as well. AI has suddenly become popular. When you and I started talking about this five yes. and six years ago, we were kind of by ourselves saying this is the next frontier. And for a while, Philippe, I was worried that we might have missed something. Clearly, we didn't. How do you see AI playing into both the innovation on a global basis, but specifically to La Post? On AI, we have also the same conviction. We have the same really will to develop AI. And we were using the hybrid way. In 2016, we decided to buy an AI company in Grenoble. It's in France, a university town. Uh, the name is Proba, yes. And we decided to buy them because we thought in 2016 that AI business will be a business of the future. We also understood from my point of view that using AI internally for our process, for our education, would be a big opportunity to accelerate the self-disruption. So today we have two companies of AI. We have Probayes and we also buy another company, Open Value, which does mean that we have two big teams of data scientists, we decided not to merge them because they have very different, different culture. Probayes is a university research rooted company. 
open value is more a commercial transactional rooted company. So we decided to keep them separated and to expand our business. AI is for us a business. At the same time, we use AI to change internal processes and to change the culture. And today, uh, we were launching an educational course about AI to under understand in six hours how is AI impacting the society. 60,000 of our 250,000 employees did succeed in this course and certificate about AI. So this is so different than any other company in the world. And here it is, a traditional company, 600 years old, yes. reinventing itself. Key takeaway for our listeners, you either disrupt or you get disrupted. It's going to be a digital world, an AI world, but yet you take the best of both worlds and trust and balance. Huge lesson for everyone here. That is very clear. And uh, from the beginning, uh, our first choice of, uh, of investment was in 2016. We saw that AI is a part of the future. And doing this business, it was also so important for us to prepare our people to this revolution. So we are educating them them about AI, telling them AI is not a fear that you should have of. You have to learn about AI. We have to show you how AI could help you on your own work, on your own job, on your own uh, professional skills. So that is very important. Always trying to do business and preparing and educating your people to follow the most advanced technologies. You know, what's exciting is uh, I think you are a leadership example way ahead of others that we can all learn from. But I'm going to switch over to leadership lessons learned, if I can, Philippe, at this time. I think I have tremendously high energy. Each time I'm around you, I have to challenge myself that I think you have equally as high or more energy. What motivates you? Uh, what is important to you? Uh, how are you able to reinvent yourself, reinvent the, the company, and can we uh, uh, do it in a way with a, a great cultural evolution as well? Uh, my first motivation is with my team, and the team is key in this transformation. Never would I have done that alone, never. So a leader is a leader because he has got an excellent team. So my team and myself, our mission, our ambition is to prepare the seventh century for La Poste is to transform this very old company in something which be a leader for the new world, new world of digital services, new world of ecological transition. And that is why for us, uh, it is very important to be a leader in decarbonation, leader in decarbonation in the banking and insurance business, leader in the decarbonation in the logistic business, and you spoke about our first European fleet of electrical vehicles. We are the number one in that. And also, John, working on decarbonation on the digital side of the business. So that is very, very important. Our mission is to transform La Poste and to build a leader 
of the new world coming. It's exciting. My favorite question that I'd like to end on is asking people that I very much respect and trust and learn from myself as well as the other listeners learn from is uh, what advice would you give your younger self 20 years ago that you wish you knew then that you've learned in, in recent times? Uh, and you know what I'm really after is for all of us to learn what would be your lesson that you wish you'd learned earlier or an approach you learned earlier. I, I, would, I would keep two lessons. The first one is uh, for our people. There is always a path, a road to succeed, to transform, and to accomplish a mission. Uh, there is always a solution. The only issue is to organize it, to inspire it, but there is always something to be done, even if you are facing a dramatic attrition of your core business. There is always a vision, a will, a global energy, a collective energy to transform a company. The, the second lesson is maybe for myself and for leaders. What is also inspiring me and motivating me is that I, love, I really love to learn something every day. Yeah. Every day, I think with my people, with uh, our uh, financial analysts, with uh, business partners, I am learning something. And that is something which is highly positive for me to be, to be educated every day by reality, by staff, by competitors, or, or by partners. That is very important for me. You know, I could not agree more. I, I don't know if it's a reward or punishment for people I work with. But whenever I do skip levels, we cover what I want to cover and what is important to them. But then I ask people, teach me one thing I didn't know yes. at each of those sessions. And you constantly learn and reinvent yourself. Uh, this has been, as I knew it would be, one of my favorite sessions, period. Philippe, you are an inspiration. And each time I think I might be reinventing myself or my organizations at too fast a pace, you challenge me mentally to do it even faster. I want to thank our listeners who will be listening to this over the next month uh, uh, for toning in. Uh, I uh, also want to encourage you to rate the, today's session and leave us five stars as one of your favorite listening platforms. And Philippe, I value the friendship, the trust, and I love how we're reinventing segments of, of the world together with a common vision. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much, John. It was an honor, a pleasure. And we have to prepare the future. We have to prepare the climate changing new world and we have to be the leader of it. I completely agree, my friend. Be safe thank and thank you once again. Thank you, thank you, John. Thank you very much. Always. Always.